0: Hello everyone and welcome back to the Music for a Book podcast. We are your hosts, I'm Britt. And I'm Hannah. And every two weeks we read and review a book, assign a song to that book, draw the parallels between the two, chat about it, and have some fun along the way. So welcome back to our 12th episode. It's so exciting in the 12th month of the year. Ah, I can't believe we're on episode
1: 12. No, thanks everybody for sticking around with us or if you're new here... And you want to talk about Taylor Swift? Well, we have the perfect book for you. We sure do.
0: A very Swifty-inspired book that we are reviewing today. Yes. We read the romance, contemporary romance, young adult romance, young adult romance book, Tis the Damn Season by Kimmy Freeman. We'll talk a little bit more about the marketing for this book. However, it is a fun-filled young adult romance Christmassy vibes, and heavy on the Swifty references. So if that excites you, if you read the book, let's get going here. How the episode is going to work is we will go over trigger warnings and a brief synopsis. We will reveal our song choices, and then from there you will be entering spoiler territory, meaning if you don't want this book spoiled for you, that is your time to back out then because we will talk about anything and everything that happens cover to cover start to finish of tis the damn season yep and we will be gossiping about this book because you know it's about you know a
1: hollywood star and her high school love so it'll be a fun gossip so you'll be going back and forth during the ending at the beginning and everything throughout so
0: absolutely dear reader Okay, so just some quick trigger warnings. This is a... It's marketed as a a contemporary romance. However, I firmly believe this lands in young adult territory. I don't believe it falls into new adult territory. There are still some triggers to be mindful of because there are mentions of sexual assault and rape, death of a parent, bullying, cancer, as well as some toxic friendships, relationships, very teenage (laughs) drama-filled. Alright, so tis a damn season. The synopsis is as
1: follows. Aspen Moore is living proof that money doesn't buy happiness. At 23 years old, the singer-actress has it all. Fame, fortune, her own headlining tour, and yet something or someone is missing. When a scandal rocks Aspen's carefully constructed Hollywood life, she's forced to return to her Pennsylvania hometown, where she reconnects with her first love, Roman Torres. Aspen knows they must keep their relationship strictly platonic. This game of push and pull, catch and release, she plays with Roman is bad for her. She's not staying in Pennsylvania, and he's not moving to LA. But their chemistry is undeniable, and amidst rumors and drama, the bright lights of Hollywood begin to pale in comparison to the dark brown eyes she fell in love with all those years ago. Could Aspen be willing to give up everything she's ever wanted for the best thing she's ever had?
0: Oh, so dramatic. I know. All right. So, are we ready to reveal our song choices? I am. Yay. And I will say real quick, this book did include a playlist at the beginning, and every chapter had a song heavy on the Taylor Swift, which, of course, we love and appreciate. Yes. yeah, each chapter had its own song, and it was a lot of fun to be able to look at the song title and kind of guess how that correlated to the following chapter.
1: Yeah, we'll talk about it later, obviously, but I could always tell what the vibe of the chapter would be. And, like, there's one chapter, the song choice. I was like, oh, oh this one's going to be
0: heavy. It's going to be yep, heavy on my heart. Exactly. And do you want to go first? Do you want me to go first? Um, You can go first. Perfect. So... I ended up picking a song I kind of forgot that it was in the book and then when I picked it I was like well yeah I'm just going to kind of stick with it so I am going back to Taylor Swift I'm going a little cliche a little on the nose but my song for this book is Miss Americana on the heartbreak Ring. I just love feel it. like it's we'll talk but yeah. yeah I do love that song and it just it felt it felt right mm-hmm. you know
1: yeah yeah we'll talk about it but yeah that's a fun one. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, I picked a song that wasn't on the playlist, but I felt like it fit as well. I chose Endgame by Taylor Swift featuring Future and Ed Sheeran. Love. Yeah, that's kind of a perfect one too. I was like, anything from Reputation, I think, would be fun because, like, her Reputation, but also Lover. So totally, those are the two albums yep. I feel like we're pretty good we're for the this vibe. one
0: yeah yep all right so those are our song choices and now we're gonna be moving into the plot of the book so if you don't want spoilers if you just want to read the book for yourself and then come back and listen now is your time to back out if you read the book or if you didn't read the book and you just here for the vibes let's get into it yes because tis the
1: damn season
0: write this tis down the damn season. So this book I was a little confused by straight out of the gate because I'm just going to get this out of the way now so we can just chat about it more as it goes. It was marketed on the book. It actually says contemporary romance on the back. I've seen it listed as like new adult romance, which is more like early twenties, like 18, 19, 20, 21, 22, that kind of age range. However, there's no part of me that would classify this as anything outside of a young adult romance. Yeah, I mean, the main character and the one
1: of the... Because it's dual timeline. So it goes from their high school to now they're 23. So I guess if you're placing, you know, the main character at 23, but really the characters live in high school. Like they are very high school characters
0: looking forward, it felt like, more than 23-year-olds looking back. Yes. And so just moving forward with that if you're listening so take that with a grain of salt as we're kind of diving through this book i think we might talk about it a little bit differently than we would another book also specifically because this author we found out is only 16 years old right now so she wrote this when she was 15 and so it's an amazing accomplishment to write and publish a book at that age regardless and it's not a bad book we were definitely just not the target audience and there was some mix lost in translation marketing we'll be talking about it probably a little more like lighthearted than we would when we do roast other books over an open flame <laughs> and have a little bit more of a chaotic turn at it so i just wanted to like throw that out there if it feels like we're being a little bit easier on the content on the book we we are
1: yeah because i know yeah we talked about before you know our starling house episode like that was not our cup of tea or our chocolate cake our our flavor. Yes. Yes. But this one is just not our age range. The Swifty vibes was a lot of fun to read. But this is like 15-year-old Hannah. Would have been obsessed. Obsessed, obsessed. with this book. Like, I was reading it and halfway through I texted Brit and I was like, um, this reminds me of a Sarah Dessen book. And Sarah Dessen was mm-hmm. my favorite author back in high school and middle school. Loved so. Sarah Dessen. This would have just fit right in with mm-hmm. reading those, so you know we're gonna just kind of go on that nostalgic feel almost when we're talking about it, because yeah, it just not honestly. There's no spice, you know, a there's new adult, no adult romance. Like I need a little bit of spice, and the most they do
0: is just like lovingly kiss and like if her like if her core warmed one more time yeah it's like if i pick up
1: a romance like i want it doesn't have to be a lot like i'm not asking for you know a lot but just just something no
0: there's there's like a little range (laughs) like i would like one chili minimum with a romance book because that's what i expect out of romance yeah like yeah this was like no no chilies also they were children so i didn't need chilies in some (laughs) aspects
1: Yes. It was it's, just once weird. Once I realized that like it was like high school, I'm like, no, I don't want. No. No. So we can introduce our characters. I think it's a good start because there's few characters really in this book that are yeah. highlighted. So yep. we already mentioned basically our two main characters. So we have Aspen Moore, who is our narrator for the book, and then Roman Torres, who is the love interest. Um, then we have her parents that play a big role. Her ex-best friend Sierra and her boyfriend Kane, and then her new best friend Layla. And those are our main characters. Then we have some some filler characters, but I feel like those are the pivotal, yeah, moving characters.
0: And so Aspen is coming back into town because there was a Hollywood scandal. So. She got her break by moving to L.A. auditioning and she landed a role as a murderous sorority girl on a soap opera. Which I would love to watch. Same. I feel like it's it would be like what I imagine Scream Queens was. Yeah, Just like it can't be over the top drama. But so she landed that role and then she transitioned into a singing career, as we often see people do. But there was a scandal. And the scandal was that she tried To hook up with her best friend's boyfriends. Everyone blew up on them. Um, No one believed her. Everyone said that she was basically a piece of shit friend. She was terrible. How dare she. So yeah.
1: So Aspen comes back home after the scandal. Then we kind of flash back to high school. Where she decides to uh, perform in their talent show. But there's some mean girls. That start kind of like making fun of her at the beginning of her set and just kind of throws off her whole, her whole thing. And none other does Mr. Roman come to her rescue and this is where we're introduced to him and, you know, he comes in and just kind of makes her feel better and they just kind of start talking after this and she feels hope, hope after these girls just kind of ruined her talent show
0: yeah and the first few chapters we kind of see just being like established of how her and roman or rome as she calls him so he calls her pen and she calls him realm basically through the entire book it just kind of establishes how they get started and why they ended up breaking up so in high school after he saved her from the mean girls he started slowly like bringing her around more and more in like a high school romance they were immediately like do you want to be boyfriend or girlfriend and they're like yeah you know roman's on the football team and he has this big group of friends and it was just polar opposites and the girl who writes songs in her bedroom and never goes out and never drinks starts dating the football boy and she makes a fool of herself by drinking a little too much to prove a point but he said that's the moment he fell in love with her later in the book and just there's just some you know cute things between them yeah it was giving me like you belong with me vibes yes except he like didn't have you know somebody like a cheerleader but just how it's like you know like she's cheer captain and i'm on the bleachers i'm on the bleachers yeah
1: and so it just made me like think of that like that vibes i'm like okay See, that's what, like, this was fun, and if, because what, I started listening to Taylor Swift in 2006, mm-hmm. so 8th, ninth grade. So if this came out then, I mean, all these songs wouldn't be out. Tis the Damn Season wouldn't be out, but. but this would have hit so hard. You know, that was, like, my.
0: Yeah, it was my, height of, my yeah. safety
1: era. Like, I like, would.
0: I was sitting in my computer room pretending that I was a global superstar singing white horse karaoke in my black leather chair. And ruining my parents' computer (laughs) by downloading viruses from LimeWire. So, that's the era that I would have loved this in. The reason that they ended up breaking up is she wanted to move to L.A. And he was kind of poised to go to school in Pennsylvania, but he was considering moving out to California with her. And then his mom fell ill with cancer and... His dad had passed away when he was younger, so it was just him taking care of his mom. And so he kind of had to give up the dream of being out there with Aspen to take care of his mom. And so even though they broke up, it was always that when she was coming home, she was coming home for Roman. And they both didn't want to get hurt, so they were trying to stay apart. But, you know, it's that the first love, like, they were just, they felt like they were meant to be together, so... You know there was just like the the cutesy romantic tension and they ended up putting on the play at the church that Aspen's dad usually directs but the two of them took it on and there were some really cute interactions with kids and some of the instances of the kids paralleled Aspen's high school time where there were the girls that were bullying her and she just hiked up the confidence of this little girl named Ella who was mary in the play and and there were just some like little cute interactions in here
1: so real quick yeah we'll say i am evermore girly i love evermore i love tis the damn season Mm -hmm. but that song to me is going back to your high school love that you should not be with yes and so like this book i'm rooting for aspen and roman the whole entire time yep i'm like there's no reason these two should not be together there's no reason But tis the damn season to me is like, "Mm, all right, I'm back in town. Like you can call me make a bad choice again. And yes. Um, so I was like kind of disappointed that Roman was like a really like good guy and that I was rooting for him the whole time too, you know? So
0: I think where she tried to make it fit into the context was the parallel of like her famous life and him not wanting to be exposed to it but I don't think it worked in the same context of like in Tis the damn season like I picture you're going home meeting up with someone in the parking lot next to a church and then like not going home together because y'all know you're not supposed to be together you're just there you're there for a little romp yeah for a little fun yes you kind quits there
1: yes exactly and I think that too comes with age because at 16 I would not know related to that some people might have no, but it wasn't until, like, 1920, and I I could definitely relate to that a little too much, but we don't have to go <laughs> into that. But, yeah, like, it just, like, that to me was very much somebody that you
0: should not be seeing, and you're meeting him
1: in yes. a parking lot because yes. you don't want anybody and to know. <laughs>
0: there were a few moments, so I didn't tab a whole lot in this book, but I did tab a couple of things, and the first, the thing that I want to talk about, too, is if the right audience got this book, I think they would feel like some of these moments were, like, spicy and, oh, she said that, you know? Um, You know, she said fuck in the book and she talked about these, like, very big concepts, but to me it just showed the age of the author because it felt inorganic and, like, she was trying. Mm -hmm. Obviously she's writing from her life experiences, and again, I don't think this was, like, a bad book for someone her age this book is honestly great for someone to be able to put this together publish it at her age amazing but there are things like there's a paragraph that says i can't imagine the look on her face in regards to her mom if she had come upstairs to see us all over each other mom's always been cool about us but definitely not that cool and that was like present day 23 year olds where they had been together since they were 16 17 like i just I know that there's, like, a a respect of the parents, but they also were not even, like, all over each other. They were, like... Yeah. Yeah. No, definitely. It's kind of hard to talk about this
1: book because it's not a bad book overall. It's just not what I want to read as a 31-year-old. This is our bad, though. Um, Like, we definitely should have researched it more, but we just got so excited. Yes. We are Swifties. You guys know this. So, of course, when a book is marketed... To Swifties
0: romance, and we had to jump on. I would have been i I'm not mad at like new adult romance because that's like towing the line, like starting Mm -hmm. to dip your toe into like maybe some like fade to black moments and things like that. But this was just like Mm -hmm. me 15 years ago reading a book and like blushing over it Mm
1: -hmm. because I wanted like more depth from Aspen because I think she could
0: have been such like a a deeper character. Yes. It you know the the nickname he had for her I thought was cute but I also thought that it was used on like every four or five pages and by the end I was like yeah don't don't Roman don't say it again don't you dare.
1: So we're going to fast forward a little bit because I mentioned it when we talked about the playlists and the songs but in one of the chapters one of the songs is sign of the times mm-hmm. by Harry Styles. And I cannot listen to that song usually without tearing up or getting really emotional. I've seen it live a lot and, you know, it just, it cuts me like it's, it's pulls on those heartstrings. It did hit different live, though. Yes. And so when I, when I saw it, it was like the theme of this chapter. I was like, shit, something's going down. Something's Mm -hmm. going down um and then in that chapter her she gets a text that her dad's in the hospital and i'm like no but you know i do feel kind of bad like roman lost both of his yeah. parents you know and aspen is very privileged and not that i wanted anything bad to happen to her dad but i was just like okay here's yeah. some here's some heartstrings for something her, to like like round her. you know besides her scandal yeah But she finds out that her dad has Parkinson's and has been like keeping it a secret for about six months and Roman knew and her mom knew and um, she just feels very blindsided by it. But I knew that chapter was going to be a little heavy.
0: It's interesting because, like Hannah said, the song doesn't really fit the vibe because Roman is like taken in by Aspen's parents basically already as a son of the family and... I don't know, like, even the parents are pushing for them to be together, and everyone wants them to be together, and the scandals in here, like, while they are heavy, I think, you know, a 16-year-old handling a PR crisis in the form of a book 23-year-old was very painfully obvious, because she mentioned that, like, oh, Aspen used her notes app to type up this message to post on Instagram because that's what she's seen celebrities do on Instagram. And it was just the way that it was crafted. It just, it's all 16 year olds and I don't wanna be mean. I just was not the right person for this book. And I was so hopeful of like a cutesy young adult romance, but I felt like, so for me, I think my biggest problem was, it wasn't just a dual timeline. It was every other chapter was a present to a past a present to a past and sometimes those chapters were literally a page and a half long and it just felt so unnecessary like the information didn't drive the plot it didn't give me any more information about them i i just wanted more and i feel like she tried to give roman a lot of depth and then she really leaned into the hollywood aspect in the scandals for aspen and just kind of left it there if you
1: have somebody in high school that's not going to be triggered by like rape Mm -hmm. or
0: sexual abuse
1: this is definitely a book to recommend to them
0: 14 to 17 year olds if you have a super mature 13 year old that can handle it it's no worse than a tv show because the thing is like they don't go in depth about anything
1: like like the sexual assault is mentioned but it's it's almost it almost could be a good talking point with Mm -hmm. your child too about like They find themselves in that situation, kind of what they could do, and how, you know, it's never their fault, and how just ways to talk about it. So it could be a good conversation starter, too, for that.
0: But off that topic, too, there's a, a disbelief surrounding what happened to her. And so, talking about how we need to believe women's stories and we need to, it definitely could be a good conversation point. For us on this podcast though it was just it was there I will say I'm going to do something fun real quick I tabbed a few references that she made to Taylor Swift songs that I caught throughout and I'm sure there's more that I might have missed but I'm going to read a couple of them so on page 34 I tabbed it because she said falling for him seems like the kind of recklessness that should send me running far away but for some reason I want to do the opposite Kind of reckless that she says that she had me running, but kind of know that I won't get far. <laughs> <laughs> and then on page fifty-five, I want to imagine life with the man I've never been able to forget, but doing so is a death by a thousand cuts. And then, like I said, I'm sure there's more in here, but these are just the ones that I caught. To be completely transparent, I was not a hundred percent present in most of these chapters. I, like, I read it, I consumed it, I know what happened, but I just wasn't...
1: I don't know where it is in the book, but it was, like, not in context, but, like, my Swifty brain, of course, reads it as everything, but she, like, had one that was, like, I run my hands through my hair.
0: You know, the vibe. And then there's one on page 218. It's impossible not to want to see him now when the best person I've ever known is waiting on the other side of the door. On the other side of the
1: door. And that's a song that, um... Chapter two. So it made me think... It was actually that one, that chapter. I mean, I know it's like chapter 32. Yeah. When, like, did she... Lyrics from every song... That we That missed? was the... Yeah, like, the title of the chapter. Does it have lyrics from every
0: song from it? It's possible. There's, like... Chapter 37, though, is Gold Rush. And she says, Tis the damn season, I suppose. So throwing the title in there. And then... The other one I caught was, the chapter or song is Karma, but she said rediscovering the depths of Rome has felt like finally finding daylight. So I thought that was cute. We love daylight. I, there's not much more that I can say about what happens in this book. So they put on the play. She gets rid of the nasty people in her life. There's more scandals. There's exposure to things like iCloud pictures leaking. Yeah, they do go to this party called
1: the Blitz Ball. And it just reminded me of, like, the Met Gala. And I'm like, I always think, like, the Met Gala, like, if I went, I would definitely want to look at all the exhibits. But I know that's not what you do at the Met Gala. Like, Roman's described as, like, stopping to look at, you know, the exhibits while the celebrities are walking by. And I was like, I feel that.
0: I feel that I would definitely do that. You know, the main conflict is kind of surrounding the the lifestyle differences and this is what aspen always wanted but this isn't what roman always wanted and i just they do they get together obviously because they're going to they're meant to be i just
1: it was it was a very a romance it was Um, which you know we love a romance book right we want a happily ever after we want that that happy ending for sure so definitely provided that we reviewed a couple of the romances earlier in the podcast, you know, Book Lovers and Yours Truly, and that's that's the type of romance that I want to read, a hundred percent. But it's also like characters are older, so we yeah. can relate to it more. Here, we're just not in that age group anymore, and it didn't it didn't have nostalgia feel for me either because I just felt that high school parts were just very simple. And I would have, I probably would have liked it more if there was less of the high school. Yes. And more of, you know, then just going back and forth, like, maybe her times, like, visiting him. I would have loved,
0: yeah, I would have loved to see, like, more of her work. Yes. Like, her interactions on set and, like, so, also something, too, I felt like this was not holiday enough. I wanted more holiday. Like, I in such a scrooge for the holiday season just because of my years of being abused in retail and i just wanted to like by the end be able to like shove a christmas tree up my ass and be happy about it you know what i mean like i just wanted to (laughs) feel joy (laughs) over the holidays yes so kimmy i will say i'm excited to read your future
1: work 100 because if this is like foundation You know, in five, ten years, probably going to put out some really great bestsellers that we will definitely read. Keep an eye on you. And so we're excited to see that progression because if this is the first book, you know, it'd be different if somebody like our age was writing it. Then I would probably tear it apart a little bit more. But if this is like the first introduction, I mean, I've tried to write books. I cannot get past at all. So,
0: So to be able to create characters and a world is great yeah and i cared about them like i know that i didn't relate to them heavily but i did i was invested in them and i hoped that they had a happy ending and things like that it wasn't like it was devoid of the things that make a good book a a good book but yeah it was it was fun it was a a quick read so i know we mentioned it a couple of times too but i just hope that i don't know if this was an indie published or a self-published or you know Anything like that. But I just think that the marketing could have been a little bit better. Like, honestly, this cover looks like the romances that I read that are fake out covers that are filthy inside, but they look cute on the outside.
1: Yeah. So I did look up what contemporary romance means because I'm just curious because, I mean, I feel like there's so many different like terms thrown out in the book world. So contemporary romance the one of the largest subgenres of romance but it's often set in the time it's written encompassing the time after world war ii all the way to present contemporary romance reflect the current conventions of a more recent time period giving the genre a more modern approach so that is a very general category too it's true it could encompass like young adult new, new adult so i wish that was a little bit more like like specific yes Like, I feel like very general to say she's a contemporary romance.
0: When I think of contemporary romance, I think of people like Ellie Hazelwood, Emily Henry, Megan Quinn. Those are the kind of contemporary romance Mm -hmm. authors that I think of. And yeah, I just, I hope that Kimmy keeps writing because I think, like you said, she can only get better from here. I will just do a smidge more research and not get excited and let my swifty senses take over next time so yep do you have any anything else to say no okay cool so do you want to do we want to talk about our our songs yeah let's talk about our songs (laughs) all right so i picked miss americana and the heart prince and this was one of the songs in the book so The reason I picked this song is because it was so on the nose for Miss Americana, pop star, heartbreak prince, football player, took care of his mom, put his dreams on hold. And, you know, it's it starts out the, you know, I adore you. I'm crazier for you than I was at 16, lost in a film scene. So just ties to her acting and her career and You know, there's just this, like, hopelessness that kind of drives through it that I think describes their tumultuous up and down, will they, won't they, we can't stay together, yes, we can stay together. And also, too, in the chorus, the it's you and me, that's my whole world, they whisper in the hallway she's a bad, bad girl, the whole school is rolling fake dice. you play stupid games, you win stupid prizes, refers to all of the scandals that she has dealt with, both in high school, because the girls were just, like, mean to her and ruthless for no reason, and in her pop star career now. And so the no cameras catch my muffled cries. I counted days. I counted miles to see you there. Just her always anticipating coming home to Rome. Her always feeling like her home is him. And yeah, I just feel like the it's you and me. That's my whole world. It just kind of encompasses them. You know, the I think the quintessential line just encompassing both of them is the it's you and me, there's nothing like this, and Miss Americana and the Heartbreak pin, Prince, we're so sad we paint the town blue, voted most likely to run away with you. I just think that it's a their relationship is just like an elevated version of this through all of the years that they spent both together and apart, where they're both dealing with traumas and sadness and things like that, but at the end of the day, they would both always choose each other over the nonsense going on around them and I just thought that there wasn't a better pick than you know having a football player be called the Heartbreak Prince so
1: yeah no I like that because it does give me such like a high school vibe yes so
0: I like that, that mm-hmm. it fits well it was also a friend of mine because I have watched the Ers tour three times since I rented it. And I will probably put it Me on again too. tonight.
1: Yeah. <laughs> um, it helps Ryan. I mean, Ryan was singing along yesterday when um, he came out to deliver him. He's like, it was during the Midnight's era. So. Okay,
0: Ryan. We were jamming along to Antihero. So I'm getting my 1989 worth, okay? Listen, I, pay, I paid mm-hmm. for it for 48 hours. I will listen to it as many times as possible. I used my Amazon promo credit.
1: I had a random Love. digital credit. So it was only like $15. I was like, yep. Sign me up. Done. (laughs) All right. You ready to talk about my song? I am so ready to talk about your song. It's from my favorite album that I cannot wait for the re-record for. So sorry, I'm not using a Taylor's version, but it must be done. So I chose Endgame and it's featuring Future, Love Future, um, and and Sheeran. So, I mean, definitely it gave me like almost a song that Aspen could have written, you know, like just at least like the, I want to be your end game. I want to be your first string. Like very, you know, she was talking about like high school when he was on the football team. Right. You know, in it, it says like, we got big reputations and it just felt like for me, you know, like Roman has a big reputation back in their hometown and she has one back in LA and now the world. So they both have like just different reputations there that, you know, of go together so there's another line that stood out to me where it's i got a reputation girl Mm -hmm. that don't precede me i'm one call away whenever you need me just kind of like their vibe you know they can always call each other if anything happens then in the next area where um they say like i don't want to miss you like the other girls do i don't want to hurt you just made me think of you know aspen like really misses him she doesn't want to you know hurt roman or anything, but she definitely wants to be his endgame. Like, I love Ed Sheeran's verse, too, and I I just can't listen to it, though, without thinking of that interview that Taylor and Ed did, where she, like, (laughs) imitates him. On the 4th of July. Like saying, something was born on the 4th of July. I can't even do the (laughs) accent, but uh, I just can't listen to the song without thinking of her just making fun of him. But, like, the start of his verse is, "Knew, uh, knew her when I was young, reconnected when we were a little bit older. So it just kind of made me think of, you know, they fell in love when they were younger. And then they kept reconnecting every so often. And he also says, and you understand the good and bad end up in the song. So just kind of like Roman's growth too, where he, you know, there's the paparazzi scandal with him. And he's like, I don't know if I can do this. And then him going to the award show and her, you know, basically making an album. Yeah. Inspired by him. He kind of accepts her and kind of goes through that, too. And so like the last in the last little bit versus like reputation precedes me, they told you I'm crazy. I swear I don't love the drama. it loves me. Um, and I can't let you go. your handprints on my soul um it just made me think of you know how how you know, the tabloids and the rumors, right like they told you I'm crazy that you know Aspen loved the drama, but it always mm. surrounds her and just. That he, you know, they can't let each other go, go because their handprints are on each other's souls. Yep. And also in Ed's verse, he says, Reputation precedes me and rumors I'm knee deep. So just like the rumors surrounding Aspen with all the tabloids scandal yep. everything. Just I mean made me think of those two. And it gave me an excuse
0: to listen to Endgame yes. again. So I will take it. All right. So let's talk about book ratings.
1: I'm going to... Actually, you know what? I'm going to switch it up here. Okay. So I will rate first. But this is going to be 15-year-old Hannah's okay book review. And I think 15-year-old Hannah would have given this a four
0: Saturn. Oh. I kind of love that. I do kind of love that. Because I probably would have also given 15-year-old Brittany probably would have done four moons for sure. So... Yeah. That is fun to kind of think about like what our past selves would have done because I think I actually have like a Sarah Dessen book right next to me that I found from a long long time ago. And I loved those books. Like I just adored that kind of writing and I definitely would have loved this.
1: That was one of my favorites, Keeping the Moon Mm -hmm. and Along for the Ride. Yes. Yeah, it's kind of fun to think about, you know, what books kind of got me into reading and I feel like at a young age, like, I loved reading. And then I was in such, like, a reading slump.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, kind of in my mid to
0: late 20s. And- yeah, because I read through college still. I went through, like, a heavy John Green phase. hmm I was super into Divergent and The Hunger Games. I got really into The Maze Runner. I read all of those books. And then somewhere around, like, 22 years old, I just, like, lost it. But I would keep buying books and then every so often I would read a book feel like I was back into it and then I would lose it again and now I feel like I am fully back in like I I think I'm going to end this year with like 34 or 35 books from June until now
1: I know you uh, <laughs> like, are matching me and I started in January <laughs> I had a slow start this year though, yeah so, Um, so next year I'm definitely hitting my goal of 50
0: because I feel like that's realistic for me. And yeah, I feel like I'm going to aim for the stars. And we'll see what happens. <laughs> but yeah, I like the idea that we're reading from our past selves because I feel like a four moon would be great for me too. Coming into this, I was genuinely just going to go a solid three across the board because I just feel like I. I was not prepared for what this book was actually going to be and i don't want to dock it because i just don't think that as a 31 year old adult like i could relate to it in a way that was positive and i don't want to like shame the author especially given everything like with the background of it and the age and this. but we're still going to be
1: honest like yeah we still gave you our honest opinion with different things and
0: yeah what we would
1: have changed, what we did like. And yeah, I thought it'd be kind of fun to rate us, you know, in the highway, like when I would have
0: eaten this book up. So I love that. I will definitely mark as our 15 year old self. And as our adult selves, I think we just, we recognize where the book fell short for both us and as a first time published author. So yeah, that was Is the damn season yes so our next episode is our season one finale we made it we made it we did a whole season finale that will be our 13th episode obviously ending on 13 because that is taylor swift's lucky number we love to see it so yeah, that is, that's thats going to be our season finale, and we're going to take a couple of weeks off to prepare for season two. And in that time, we will be launching a Patreon page and a monthly newsletter. And our Patreon is going to have some really fun content on it. It's going to be our unfiltered, raw, unedited selves, and we're going to be pretty chaotic. And we'll probably talk more about some of the spicier things that we've read and some of the stuff that for the podcast, we probably shouldn't talk about a whole lot, you know, and we're going to have special bonus episodes that you can only get there and just a bunch of fun stuff. So I'm really excited. But before that happens, we obviously have to read, review, rate, and pick songs. For our 13th episode, we pulled our Instagram, We have been struggling with this choice for probably a month to try and figure out what we're going to read, because let's be honest, our last three, we were on a hot streak and it just went downhill so fucking fast. So fast. (laughs) So fast, like avalanche style, rolling down a hill.
1: But what we want you to realize, though, too, is I feel like our book reviews, you can tell are honest and we're going to be real with you. Yes. Um. You know, we're not just going to positively review everything because we have a podcast. We definitely appreciate all different writing styles. But we also understand not everything is for us. Yes. Um, But we're still going to talk about it even if we did not love it. Because I think it's important either way um, to talk and
0: discuss work. I agree. So for our last book, we are We Love the Romance. Hannah is a big romantic fantasy girly, and I am just now getting on that bandwagon. But we started with a thriller. We want to end with a thriller. We are thriller girlies. We love a good plot twist. So it actually came down to three books that were voted on. So it was The Last Word by Taylor Adams, The Drowning Woman by Robin Harding, and then third book was The September House by Carissa Orlando. So we had you guys vote on it. We chatted about it. And Hannah, do you want to reveal what our last book of the season is going to be? Yes.
1: Yeah, so thanks to our listeners, we will be doing The Drowning Woman by Robin Harding for our last
0: book of season one. I am so excited. Me too. This was a book that I've seen recommended all over TikTok by people who I know are pretty much exclusive thriller and horror readers. So I'm excited to dive back into a good thriller just like a good i want twists and turns and yes hopefully we love it please please i'm begging
1: yeah otherwise we're gonna take like six months off
0: guys just because <laughs> clearly we, we need to reevaluate our lives we can't take our choices of goddamn book to save our lives thank you all so much for listening to our short, sweet, and to the point episode on Tis the Damn Season. We hope that you guys have a very happy holiday season. Follow us on socials, join our Discord, follow us on Instagram, TikTok. We want to hear your thoughts, your feelings, your reviews, and please God, your book recommendations. Please.
1: Yes. Send them our way. Don't forget to rate and review our podcast, too, on whatever platform you are listening on. Um, It means a lot. We do a whole podcast about book reviews, so we want those reviews as well about us. Mm -hmm. Um, So please do that. It will help a ton. And with that, we will see you guys for our final episode at the beginning of next year, 2024. Thanks, everyone. Bye.